Hi, this is Esther, and you're listening to the Sometimes Always Book Club. We are reading Watchmen by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. With our graphic novel discussion behind us, we're moving on and discussing HBO's Watchmen series. This is episode three of three. Oh my god, no. Okay, so my friend Kira had it at her wedding, and this guy is drunk as fuck. His girlfriend is getting so into it behind him, he's kicking ass at giant Jenga. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, he fucking takes the block out of the middle and he just rips that shit out of the fucking tower and fucking smacks her right in the face with it. (laughs) That shut her the fuck up, didn't it? (laughs) It was the most intense thing I've ever witnessed. Damn, Bob. All right. We're back with the conclusion of our discussion on the Watchmen series. We just have three. And maybe up. friendships? What? I, I hope not. I, dun, hope dun, our, I hope our friendships don't end over this because I like you guys. <laughs> I do notice on the table how everybody's congregated on one side except for Andrew on the way over there by himself. Devil's advocate. Oh, yes. Okay. I, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to your devil's advocate. That's fine. <laughs> so this episode, episode seven, is called An Almost Religious Awe. And as soon as I saw that, I knew that we were going to at least touch on Dr. Manhattan territory. Mm-hmm. And let me just preface this and say this for probably the millionth time in our entire podcast series that Dr. Manhattan is my favorite character and I am so protective of him. Why don't you marry him? <laughs> Anything Surprise. related to Dr. Manhattan, <laughs> I get very... I get very defensive about. So I am coming from an absolutely biased opinion on everything I have to say about the episodes to follow. So this episode, the minute I saw the title of it, I was both really excited and very apprehensive. This episode also gets into some serious supervillain territory with Lady True. Because this is the episode where Angela comes out of the overdose and she's at Lady True's house what do you call that place i don't know the her clock wasn't it the vi- yeah well i mean it's like where she lives though doesn't <laughs> I mean, she just live in the vivarium i don't <laughs> i guess sure her habitat um her, her <laughs> clock she's at her she clock a person yeah <laughs> um and and we just get a lot of weird just stuff with lady true in this episode a lot of supervillain weirdness we're getting into real supervillain monologue territory with her we find out that her her daughter is actually a clone of her mother, and she's been giving her nostalgia to like kind of plant the memories of her mother into her daughter to kind of recreate her because she wants her mother involved when she activates the millennium clock. And we do yeah. find out that her mother that that her daughter Beon is a clone of her mother. Yeah. Some Chinatown shit. Yes, <laughs> she's my daughter. She's my Jesus. sister. <laughs> She originally made three of them, but one was smaller than the other, so she put her down a chute and turned on the incinerator. God damn it, Bob. <laughs> I thought you were actually going to make like the throwing it back into the lake reference. <laughs> yeah. There's no. just a lot of weird stuff. This episode doesn't really go. It sort of goes somewhere, but it also doesn't. There's not a lot that happens in it. There is a lot. Of in it. Spinning. There it is a lot. Like, yeah. It has the potential, but it doesn't pay off. No. 
There's um, this episode just really leaves me flat. It does have some cool imagery with the elephant. Okay, so that cool? was, I didn't want to jump ahead. I said it was cool imagery. I didn't say it was cool what was happening. So what was that? So what what was I'm, that? I'm even just drawing a blank on what the fuck this episode is about. Like, what, what's, <laughs> the, what's the story? Because an elephant on? has a great memory? Uh-huh. Like, they never fucking forget, Bob. There never. you go. So there's so, no, there's no, like, Pedia stuff about how, like, elephants make good hosts. No, <laughs> no. There's they nothing like that. It's, memory, it's a memory so they, filter. Is it? Is that just yeah. a joke? It's a memory filter. <laughs> I that's, think so. I think that's a it's weird so, joke. It, it, like, again, I'm, it's so forgettable. Yeah, there's, like, this I, is not a great yeah. episode. Yeah. This is also the episode where Lori goes to visit Jane Crawford. And we have this moment that is... Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, I fucking hated it. I don't know how to feel about it. I felt really embarrassed for everyone involved where she tries <laughs> to drop her down the... Oh yeah, with that was super villain shit. That was, yeah. that was yeah. a little slapsticky. It was so yeah, stupid. So goofy. And Laura even fucking calls it out later. Yeah, she's like, "You tried to drop me down your fucking super villain shoot, like your secret trap doors." I will shit. say yeah. the one aspect of that scene I did like was I did like Jane's willingness to just skip the whole talking around the fact that she's a bad person. I appreciate yeah. that because yeah. I hate monologuing. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, very annoying. No, she was just kind of like, yeah. But then didn't do the monologue thing either, and I was like, I like that at least. Yeah, I'll take that. That is a very small sliver of silver lining here. Yeah, there's not a... I do <laughs> enjoy... I did enjoy uh, Adrian Veidt's trial. But other than that, this episode just did not have a lot going even, for it. Even then, that yeah. trial... I, I just like, like just, surreal just, imagery. Yeah, it's goofy. Yeah. No, it was yeah. it was weird, but I it was a weird that I was cool with. I also yeah. liked seeing him in the outfit. I know we'd already seen him in the outfit, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed seeing him in the outfit. But then the whole farting thing, I mean... Yeah, yeah he just it was, rips hard yeah. ass in just the middle of this fucking trial. The like defense rests. Yeah, it's just... That was really out of character, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But there were other parts about it that I... I, I like the surreal imagery of the pigs, and yeah. I, I enjoy all that stuff. But yeah, this episode just didn't do a lot for me. It was... It's nothing. Yeah, it's very forgettable, and it is kind of a wheel-spinning episode. And I think that the so, reason is it exists is to just pad the show yeah which sucks especially on a show that isn't going to get a second season as far as i know no it's a it's a limited series yeah okay so at the end of this episode we find out that all these phone booths these dr manhattan phone booths are actually owned and operated by lady true and all the information that is put into these phone booths goes to her i'm not sure for what purpose still i'm not sure if she's getting information or if it's just yeah, they never I, say I feel like it's like a spying thing that's how she kind of knows what people are going to do ahead of time that were yeah that could be yeah, but what what person of any importance goes into this thing and goes hey dr manhattan here's my secret no worry <laughs> what did she tell she told a bad joke it you doesn't don't know what other shit it she doesn't said. even need to be important people because there's a lot of times that people observe things or notice things or maybe i mean this is kind of almost akin to a, a confessional booth i would say so there could just be a random instances of some people confessing about stuff. I think we're stretching up. for any no, that's sense fair. of importance from this thing. Why is the NSA listening to every fucking thing we do on our phone? That's true. Yeah, the thing with um, that, though, the, and then I know they do. What they do, though, is then they have the cray computers or whatever searching for particular words or fragments and whatnot, and with people searching that out. So what is true? What is she looking for? Depends. She figured out that somebody was going to have a certain kind of technology that she needed. That's true. Yeah, I, mean, I doubt it, they it got into those be... phone booths and told Doctor Manhattan that this 
show has a lot of Chekhov's guns that never fire. Yeah. Yes. And it's just like, that's one of them. And like, I guess it's kind of all centering around. Lube man. Trade. Yeah, lube man. And just we'll like, get to that. She's looking for vulnerable people that are reaching out into the ether to try and use them. The but only other just, thing I can think of is that maybe she was doing something similar to what Adrian was doing in terms of the end part of his plan where maybe she's been using this information for however long this has been around to like maybe find particular things that are going to be popular to sell. Maybe it has nothing to do with a master plan that maybe there's it's just a lot a of things. I mean, riches. it works. Whatever. I don't know. It's just it doesn't work. Whatever. Doctor Manhattan, I had to Fine. call you and tell you about my wishes for a new product. <laughs> <laughs> There's just but, no conversation somebody would have a Dr. Manhattan that would be of any well, importance. So, okay, so, so you this just is... not want me to record at all? You just keep moving that further and further <laughs> away from me. You constantly move that away. You're I keep leaning off, in and leaning in, and she keeps moving it. Sorry, it's because you didn't I get Because I keep turning my head. I know. Well, don't turn your fucking head. Sorry. Leave me with a mic. Maybe if you would say something that was worth recording. Well, that oh, could be. That's why I was asking shit. if that was the issue. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So this is where we get... Okay, so here's where we really get into problem territory for me is Lady True tells Angela that she knows that Dr. Manhattan is not on Mars and that he is living in Tulsa among the people disguised as a regular person. And they kind of have this weird exchange and Angela leaves and goes home and bashes her husband's skull in and pulls a little thing out of it and then he glows blue and we find out that her husband has been Dr. Manhattan all along. So was that a D? C. That's a hard C minus to a D. Yeah. I I would say a D. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it I, was a cool reveal. Like I really liked like her going home and she's just like Cal. I'm really sorry. I have to do this. Bam and just it's fuck him up. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because I, I, he's he was such a nice. I think guy. he was such been, a nice guy. He's such a nice. I think they would have been better if they didn't show the blue. If they just showed her whack the shit out of him and we're done with this episode. Yeah. I, I leave you wondering. I agree. Yeah. I didn't know what to think about that when that happened, and there was a lot of really heated discussion on Reddit. And <laughs> believe it or not, people on Reddit can kind of be knee jerk. Uh, what? <laughs> what? Whoa, I know. People were either just really not happy with this, or they were thought it was like the greatest thing ever. Because there's also like a lot of. I mean, Damon Lindelof's fans are like a rabid cult in some ways and if you speak <laughs> ill of him they will just absolutely come down hard on you <laughs> you, you must have uh, felt really conflicted because it was you've, you've liked Damon Lindelof I do stuff like Damon but then Lindelof. it was Dr. Manhattan That's it's like true. oh no no I was not a fan of this and I'll get into this in a second but um, no I was not a fan of this reveal for a lot of reasons my whole problem with this with that reveal is it doesn't sustain any emotional resonance at all like that hit is like whoa and if, yeah, if they would have cut it off early, it would have been great. But then they give you that blue and you're like, big sigh, big eye yeah. roll. Yeah. I mean, did anyone else kind of like already guess that before that happened, though? No. Because Lady True says, you didn't ask where he is or how I know where he is in Tulsa. And as soon as Angela just walked away not saying anything, I'm like, oh, it's her husband. Yeah, I suspected was... it a couple times just because of aspects of the writing. They also said something about like, oh, it's really rare for people to have complete amnesia when they have an accident. Yeah, there was stuff like that. And there was also yeah. when he meets Lori for the first time, he says, do I know you? And when he... Oh, I didn't... Uh, well, on yeah. rewatches, I'm sure that's... Yeah, yeah. he says, do catch. I know you? And there's also um, the part where the children are talking about whether or not Judd went to heaven. And he's basically like, nope, when you're dead, you're dead. Or whatever he says, yeah. you know? Yeah. He went nowhere. You want waffles? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, I told Sarah, I was like, 
Man, that's how we should talk about. Yeah, I honestly did. Yeah, I mean, shit. in retrospect, that makes sense. But like, I didn't read that necessarily. as I didn't... like the detached way that Doctor Manhattan would have said it. It felt yeah. more warm than. I wasn't sure. Sure. I suspected. You just wanted to see. <laughs> I hope to God I was wrong why because. Not? Why what? Well, like what? Wait, well, the, like Cal wasn't. Yeah. Why not? I just didn't feel that it was consistent with the character that we know. Yeah. But you know, like I said, I'm. I have a very biased opinion about this, so yeah. I am absolutely open to other people's thoughts on it. I just didn't feel that it rang true. Not just who he was and, like, how he behaved when he was Cal, but just certain aspects of his character and why he became that it just didn't ring true to me as far as the character goes. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. That was my feeling. Yeah, when, when that reveal happened, I was like, I guess that does make sense. And then, like, I guess, is this the episode where we really find out, like, no, 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 it's the next no. episode. The yeah. next episode, which yeah. I'm getting into now, yeah, which yeah, is episode eight, yeah, a guy walks into a bar. Yes, it's perfect. Or a bar. A bar. A nerd. Which kind of goes back and forth between the past and the present regarding Angela meeting Dr. Manhattan in a bar on the anniversary of BVN night and assuming that he's just a guy in a mask. And then they, you know, have this conversation and true Dr. Manhattan fashion that's kind of frustrating. Oh, mm-hmm. we've already been together. And, you know, that kind of thing. This episode, for me, in a lot of ways, is really cool. I really like the episode itself Mm -hmm. as a standalone, but as far as the character goes and as far as the progression of the story goes, I'm really conflicted on it just because I don't feel that it is in character. I I enjoyed getting to see Angela's backstory, but I I agree that parts with the Dr. Manhattan, I was like, maybe it makes sense because he wanted to please Lori, he wanted to please Janie, he wanted to be a good guy, but I I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. where I'm at, too, because I did enjoy the episode itself, is, and I like to see Angela's backstory also. Is this the episode where the opening is the festival? Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, that festival part is awesome. Like, yeah. It was so fucking cool. And like, when you see the little, like, the Dr. Manhattan marionette mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. all that I'm stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, I I'm feel for this. this one got the production value back up. I felt it was the intent of it, I think, was fantastic because it really tried to portray the his vision of time, much like the, the book did. But I don't think it paid off on any of those attempts. No. Again, Angela's backstory, great, but the payoff wasn't there. It just, it, it almost reached it, but it just fell short on so many layers that it just, again, didn't work for me. The issue that I had is that at the end of the book, Dr. Manhattan says, I'm going to go to another, what does he say? I'm going to go to another universe and try to create life or something mm-hmm. like that, which he sort of does, but I mean, it's basically within our universe, but goes within to Europa. Our solar system. Within our solar system. Yeah. It doesn't really yeah. create life, but more creates clones of these people he met when he was a kid, Yeah, which seems odd. So he's not a good god. Let it go. <laughs> You're really not the best god I've ever seen. Yeah, you just fucked off. <laughs> so to me, that was weird. It also is weird to me. Just the idea. Of, I won't, the idea of calling Dr. Manhattan baby is very weird to me. That's yeah, fair. It's a little weird. That's fair. It's a little weird. That's, I don't like it. No, thank you. I kind of get that. Yeah, not about it. Well, for me, maybe it's just because I always had my own struggles kind of interpreting Dr. Manhattan in, in the book mm-hmm. to where I kept getting confused of like, what's an instance of character and what's an instance of him going through the motions of him having seen what's going to happen. I never felt that he was actually in love with people, that it was just like he saw himself mm-hmm. with them and it was just like, well, I'm doing that then. 
it's possible to kind of interpret it differently because you guys have felt like you know that he genuinely cared for Janie or for Lori and in this instance Angela as well. It's kind of like if an you, arranged marriage. Yeah, per- personally, I felt <laughs> if you, and I know it's like a big sticking point, but if you move, if you look past the idea of him wanting to return to Earth, like if you if you just become okay with that, I felt everything after that in terms of how his character interacted with everybody made total sense with that character. Now, granted, the moving the ball forward with that is the kind of a little like, why would he ever go back to Earth? I understand that that's a big caveat, but like yeah. after that, I still felt like his he, mannerisms and his way that he experienced time and the whole thing. No, that he, stuff was all great. I the performance that that was, was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that yeah. was not my issue yeah. at all. Sure, the performance was great. I also don't know why John would go to talk to Adrian about his relationship issues. Uh, Agreed. Just saying, because that's what they show him like traveling there or whatever. They definitely, like, went for a full one-up because that dude had so much ass and so much more fucking dick than in the movie. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> there is so much more going on there. I Sarah and I were like, oh, oh. I always thought that's what was funny about the dildo and then in this instance is that, I mean, if you looked at the book, it's just like, it's like a basic penis. Yeah, it's just a little Yeah, little like penis, nothing, yeah. yeah, nothing special. And then all yeah. of a sudden it came goddamn massive yeah this fucking giant well he can make it whatever he wants right but that was the point is that it's sexy because he didn't care and didn't make it fucking he didn't peacock now now he (laughs) maybe he did when the time came that's fine (laughs) yeah you're packing heat (laughs) oh you're getting a little excited oh john john Uh, jesus fuck john john you need to stop reading those japanese comics (laughs) oh shit am i gonna climb this thing and find a giant up there what is that it's like that scene in Mulan where she has to like wrap the things around the giant tree and climb up. <laughs> Swift is a coursing river. I love the look of this episode. I love the. That's what yes. you're gonna follow yeah. up the giant penis. Oh, I love, love the, the look. look. I love the look okay. of this episode. <laughs> I love the well. I love the whole thing on Europa with the uh, creating life and mm-hmm. with his own Adam and Eve. But that's the thing; it's not Adam and Eve. He clones them, so well, it's yeah. the same thing over and over again. And that I, no, that's that weird. was weird for me. I'm just saying it looked cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, hold up. If if he has the perspective that it's impossible to have peace on Earth or whatever world you have with people that have conflicts and difference of opinion if you make the same person over and over and over again you're not gonna have that problem especially when you remove the sex element of it too where they're just coming out of the lake instead of procreation yeah Yeah. that's how i saw hands in the room oh my god it's gonna get heated (laughs) (laughs) my dad is an identical twin okay you would not believe the fucking arguments i have heard as a child (laughs) the dumbest shit He's not. They just have a mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Quit pointing at me. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) I guess I like this episode, but then I start to hate it, too. Yeah. I like the look of it. I like the the tone of it. But then, especially when when we get into the end of it with the egg... In the bar, when he mm-hmm. talks about being able to transfer his power into organic material, which just is it's such a weird conversation that they have anyway, that it's just completely out of place. And well, he's got to have it sometime. It's yeah, but it's just it's a no. It's stupid. It's really stupid. It was, it was, it was very clearly yeah. script at that point. I am yes. I am going to devil's advocate here. That was the one part of this episode I enjoyed because not because of the idea that he could put it in there, but if it were, let's just say. He might be fucking with her. He might be 
experimenting, but imagine if he could. And at that moment, he did. So he cracks that egg, his power's in there, and he pushes it to her and waits. And now everything hangs in the balance. I leave everything entirely in your hands. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't take it, and he drinks it. And now we're back to moving on. That's kind of a cool concept to me, the fact that it may have been sitting right there, all that power in that egg, just waiting to see what, what happened. That's the only part of this entire episode I actually enjoyed. I, I mean, kind of same now. No, I man, you guys were talking about how it was cool when people blew up at the beginning of that yeah, episode. Yeah, I really like the beginning. Oh, it's beautiful. And, no, yeah, the episode is filmed really yeah. well. So, yeah, it's so, like, visceral. And then the very beginning in the bar, you know, he's, like, walking up. It's very stylized. Love all the camera angles. Really obscuring his face mm-hmm. so completely. And, you know, obviously trying to do it so that way they didn't have to hire another actor. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, wow, yeah. way to ruin the That's magic. Pretty yeah. much what it comes down to. Yeah. You're right. After that, as soon as the bar scene happens, I'm lost. I don't, I don't just, like this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just more, it's, it's doing a lot of explaining for no reason. I would say just, my biggest know. problem with it was more making Angela in her own way. I know she's the main character of the show, but you kind of made her like the center of the fucking universe too by having mm-hmm. her relationship in this. Now, mm-hmm. The stuff within that, how that's explored in their relationship dynamic, et cetera, et cetera, I was fine with. I think just the idea. And she's also married to him. It's kind of like, okay, does she need more fucking feathers in the cap? <laughs> that and like... <laughs> you know what? She's been through enough. If she wants to fuck the blue penis, she can fuck the blue penis, Andrew. <laughs> Look at this. Now I've turned her opinion around. <laughs> I, I guess I guess what, I, what makes me really bummed is that this is the moment I'm like, oh, they've completely lost what this is about. Yeah. yeah, like this is yep. the moment I was like, ah, yes, this has become completely fucking different. So yeah, when we go to present day in this episode and we see him halfway between Cal and Dr. Manhattan thing, okay, I really hate that. And then they fight the Seventh Cavalry together, whatever. It's cool and romantic, and that's the moment he fell in love with her apparently. And then he gets shot with tachyon gun, which looks cool because it's kind of a callback to John Osterman in His the creation. So yeah. it looks cool, whatever. He can defeat the entire North Vietnamese, but he can't beat eight Seventh eight Cavalry guys. Because the yeah. guy, <laughs> yes, I think it's because the guy was hiding behind the tech. Oh gun. yeah. Well, no, because the, yeah, the, the it's tech. blocking oh, him. Okay. So is this the same time when she is like when he's talking to her and he's like, oh yeah, I'm talking to your dad right now. Yeah. And yeah. like uh-huh. yeah. yeah, and then they then she essentially influences the past. Yes. That was the only time I Which, felt they actually pulled off. That pissed time. me yeah. off so much. I was like, I was like, are you fucking it's kidding a cop me? Out. Yeah. yeah, I was like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? The use of it pissed me off. The fact that that was the first time they were able to explain the way he's simultaneously exploring time. So he's not predetermined. Oh, I have to do this because this is going to happen. He's ex- he's experiencing everything at that exact moment. That yeah. helped me understand I, it more. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. With that. So, I did not like the fact that they could use it to communicate. Yeah, that was but, so lame, yeah. and it is like, and it's like. Oh, so all this started because of this fucking stupid conversation, really? Right. Like, like it wasn't organic. But like it, it was just but like it couldn't Ooh. because you just created a, a cyclical loop that closes in on itself. It's a fucking MacGuffin. But I feel like yeah. that doesn't yeah. that didn't happen in the graphic novel. They did it so no. much no, better. No, never. And exactly. I just don't understand why they couldn't have Wait, figured no, out he, some yeah. way he to would say stuff that. about like. I'm having an argument with you in like 1985 or something like that. Yeah, right? but that you couldn't say, "Well, tell me to." Uh, oh, I chill out. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. You're telling me to tell you to chill out. Ask him right about the the right. order of the Cyclops and, Ju- and Judd Nelson, and he's like, "Okay, hold on." Judd Nelson is an actor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, Judd Nelson. Oh, I hated shit, it. I just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
What's his name? Judd Crawford. Uh, Crawford. I think I said Nelson <laughs> earlier. It was me. <laughs> Fuck me. I hope it's my bad. <laughs> I really hope. Judd Nelson is that the Breakfast Club so, guy? So right now I'm yeah. hanging in a tree, and at the same time I'm at the detention in, uh, <laughs> in 1985. Don't. This lady in pink looks really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're all dancing and like. You know uh, me, I fuck with redheads. <laughs> oh, so okay. And one thing about this episode that I really did like was the after credit scene with. Um, I'm sorry, what? The after credit scene, which was Adrian being punished by the clones, where they're smashing tomato in his face. Oh yeah. Okay, does that feed into something later? Because I feel like I remember something about his. Um, discussion of his time in jail and it almost seemed like i had just missed a scene and it maybe because he goes was this the only he goes to jail in this and he's in a small jail cell and miss the first mr phillips yeah. who is also the game warden uh-huh. comes to see him in the jail cell and gives him a cake and they have a conversation for a minute and then he leaves and adrian finds the horseshoe in the cake which he uses to escape that's what it was. Because um, I was thinking to myself, like, how the fuck did he get that horseshoe? Okay. Yeah, what, I was wondering. So It's an after credit scene. Is uh, that, I didn't know. Are, do they all have after credit no, scenes? No, that's okay. the only one. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't fuck re- you. <laughs> Never mind. You guys are right. This this episode sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part of the episode, though. It's not but I missed part it. part of the episode if it's after the credits. They hit it. <laughs> yeah, they did. It is great, though. This so. is worse than the Pedia promo work that was non-existent. <laughs> Way to go, Lindelof. Yeah, fuck you, HBO Now, for hiding that behind the fucking, oh, skip to the next uh, scene. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. And watch that after credit scene in episode eight. It's great. God damn. Which brings us to episode nine, which is See How They Fly, which I hate everything about this episode. Yes. Everything. 100%. So, okay. So, everything? Everything. My, my biggest yeah. issue with this whole thing, all the, you know, sweaty nerd, like, oh, honey dresses couldn't be <laughs> stuff. Uh, besides all what? that. Did you just say honey dresses couldn't be? No. I <laughs> honey boo boo? Hoodie, ju- ho- hoodie justice? <laughs> hoodie justice. <laughs> It's the remix coming to the, no. for the, the <laughs> new for generation. The cool kids on the street. It's Hootie Justice. <laughs> he plays with tech decks. Okay. <laughs> he plays with tech decks. <laughs> he, he can do a kickflip. Uh, <laughs> he drinks Mountain Dew and he stays up past his bedtime. No, it's, it's Code Red. <laughs> code Red. Code Red because he's a cool kid. Anyway. <laughs> Even this banter is better than this episode. <laughs> yeah. No. So my biggest part with this whole fucking thing, especially in, in this last episode, why the fuck is the Seventh Calvary here? Where the <laughs> yeah. fuck are they? What the fuck are they doing? And then they just like, oh yeah, hey look, we're in it. Yeah, he's the bad guy. And then they just ex- like liquefy him. Into okay, here's what Kool Aid. Here's what I get. I think that the Seventh Cavalry is there to throw off suspicion from Lady True. That's all I get from that, and that is and it, merely speculation. It bums me out so okay, bad. Wait, I thought. Wait, do you that... mean like narratively, or do you mean like as like part as of cover for like? I think her, she is yeah, hiding she behind, them. letting them do yeah. all the the legwork. Um, gotcha. I thought that Senator Keen wanted to become John, and then Lady True's like, "Haha, fuck you! I'm going to steal all your work." No, that's what happened. Right? That is what happened. Yeah. But I think that she she knew what was going on, so she decided to use. She's the she's the ultimate puppet master. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. She was just letting them put it all together. So, so that I mean, she can so then why is there a question better? of why they're there? Yeah, I'm it, confused. It's like it, it really <laughs> bums me out because that's such a especially with that. They did make amazing. them into almost buffoons. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like it, you give me this awesome intro about racism 
and identity and like systematic injustice and like no reparations about anything and then it's like oh yeah uh, all that's fucking gone because this crazy fucking lady wants to be dr manhattan and, okay and they're just gone i can explain this <laughs> okay as someone that has written a lot of fan fiction okay all right you're you reading really your favorite book you're way, listening to your favorite song you definitely need to meet my girlfriend she will love you <laughs> she loves fan yes fiction. and you Absolutely. get this like really great idea of like oh my god this is my new otp i'm gonna write this story <laughs> You write the first couple chapters, and you're like, fuck yes, it's great. And then you're like, okay, I gotta go to bed. You wake up the next day, and you're like, I should really finish this, because, like, it's got 5,000 views on whatever kids write on these days. I know exactly what you're talking about. And then you're like, fuck, what was I so excited about? I gotta finish this shit. And you just make shit up until it's done. (laughs) That's literally how it's it's the Dean Koontz method. I don't know if yeah. you ever read Dean Koontz. Yeah. Yeah. There's yes. this great idea and this great story and these great characters and these, oh, fuck, look at the time. I got to go. Uh, everybody dies. The warehouse that's blew exactly up and what that's the end. 99% of Zach, fan fiction is. Yeah. Have that's... you ever watched The Wire? Uh, no, it's on my next. It's. it's I next would time. recommend that because I feel like that's an instance of a show because I don't want to necessarily say, like, this is the only one that does it, where you take broad social issues and find a way to find an emotional center to it to provide that drama that you would need in the context of a television show yeah i believe the introduction of john as a character into this uh show to provide the emotional stakes of you know her losing this aspect of her life was just there to kind of give this show emotional drama when they couldn't find a way to take the social stuff and make an emotional. But they definitely could have. They, they could have absolutely. They, no, I agree. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were invested like, up to that. Yeah, point. no, I'm so ready I for understand it because that. I'm just she saying that's, got that's attacked what by happened. Them. She already got attacked by them once. Like they come back. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, she's got a fucking blood vengeance against these dudes. Like, oh, of course she wants to get hers, and she doesn't. It's a she shortcut. Just doesn't. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they're like, oh wait, Doctor Manhattan's back. He's been here the whole time. Can you believe it? Whoa. Why? Doctor, and Dr. Keen or whatever the fuck his name is coming around here trying to be Dr. Manhattan and then uh, Dr. So, it's Keen. so stupid that's what it's he would have so become stupid. he would have been Dr. Dr. Keen how is that he has a PhD I think Manhattan. I took his class once <laughs> so here's, here's teacher of I feel like any other project we do after this we have to do Styled in like 1940, yes, <laughs> you know, and have Zach just go banana. Oh, absolutely. Whatever that voice was, Doctor Manhattan's here. It's so the, even the opening of this episode where we see, yeah, what vials of semen in a fridge. Oh yeah, um, this is the one. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even the beginning of it. I mean, when it, I was kind of like, okay, cool, we're at Karnak, and oh yeah, the Vietnamese refugees. Although I don't remember there being more than just those three guys. Although yeah. maybe, but um, well, she was. Yeah, Didn't she, they say that she was just like a contractor, like that she wasn't even there on a permanent basis? I, I don't know if they said that. Maybe they said something about like she was yeah. a, a cleaning person okay. that wasn't there as like a That's permanent right. fixture. Okay, so she was there, and you know, so she goes in and and steals his semen, basically, which uh, apparently everybody knew about. Yes, um, and who has to clean the semen safe this night? <laughs> <laughs> like, do drawn, not break those fucking vials, man. We're drawing straws for the semen safe. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I got it. Um, Mrs. True, why are we? Uh, why, why do you have so a excited? syringe in your hand? <laughs> Is that 
a turkey Never, producer? never doubt the ability of people who clean up dirt to find dirt on people. <laughs> Fair. So just Fair. from that opening, I was just like, "What the fuck?" No, are it we? was kind of, it was kind of what the fuck. What are we yeah. even doing? Because I mean, what did she say? Fuck you, is Ozymandias. Yeah, and just, yeah. And like like as she's getting fucking <laughs> that wild, had to be cold too. Oh, Antarctic jizz. <laughs> you have to and, time oh, it just like, right. Wait, 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 wait. Antarctic cum. <laughs> Oh, that's I fucked up. Yeah! Wow! I win. <laughs> I was just gonna go with ice cream. Nobody's winning. I made the joke. I think. I think this episode has maybe like I don't know. The the high point of this episode, I think, is the credits. Well, yeah, I was gonna say Adrian telling Lady True she can't use the bathroom. When she comes to see him at Karnak, um, but <laughs> that actually was fucking funny. <laughs> you need to it's go really turn good. around. I'm not going to use the bathroom. Fuck off. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was about it. But oh my god, this whole episode, and when we get into just the whole grand plan. Okay, wait. No, let me take that back. The high point in this episode for me, I really do, and I'm not kidding. I do enjoy. The last interaction between the game warden and Ozymandias. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we'll give Because, and I called that bullet catch the minute oh, he yeah, shot him. I yeah. called it. I, I knew it. Too. And I was so happy to see that. It made me so it happy. Was that was That was such a great interaction, but also great in the way that I was just like, fucking hate this guy. Because <laughs> he's like, I was looking for a worthy adversary. Was I, master? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of entertaining, and I'm like, fucking cold, man. So good. fucking cold. I I just I do love Jeremy Irons. I think he's the best the best Adrian Vite we're ever gonna get. I wanna I wanna throw a question to you guys. Um, had the fact that he was like bronzed, whatever yeah. happened golded. in the prod, golded. <laughs> he was golden. If, if that was a method of Lady True just being like, fuck you, now you're dead. How would you have? felt about that because that, that's how i kind of interpreted it at first i didn't realize that that was like a preservation method i thought it was just kind of like oh he thought he escaped and he thought he had this like way to get back to earth and he was gonna you know I continue f- being the smartest man but now fuck you you're dead like and i was like oh that's kind of cool but well she he- did say that she wanted her father to mm-hmm. oh, that's- to um what experience witness it. yeah witness yeah. the her accomplishments mm-hmm. along with her mother so I guess. It's so... uh, I would have been cool with him dying. That would have been fine, too. No, I I think that would have been cooler, but I think it goes back to, like, in the graphic novel, there is, like, so much of wanting approval from, like, a parental figure. I think they're trying to tie that in, even if it's not... Well, see, and that's what would have made it cool, was that she would have been subverting that. She would have been, like, feeding into his ego or, or making him think that she's having him feed into her ego... And she's like, well, no, I don't actually care about that. Uh, now you're dead. Like, I don't know. There was just something about the suddenness that if that were the case, I would have been like, well, she, she that's needs cool. that. Like, she really needs it. Mm-hmm. Like, like when she went out of her way to save him after he was like, you're my daughter. And like, she needs him to acknowledge her. Well, see, again, that would have been fucking funny. Yeah. I guess she's I guess just so rich that, it... that she sends a fucking spaceship yeah, she's just to like, pick up her dad. She's like, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're she's like, now you're dead. Dead. Yeah, whatever. I think our current situation in life proves that people with daddy issues, it doesn't matter how much money they have, they will go to the ends of the world to try and get that approval. That's no matter true. who it fucks over. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm Damn. dirt poor, but, you know, my daddy issues drive me for the same reasons, of course. <laughs> I do hate 
the fact that she's his daughter. I think it's a terrible it, addition to the plot. I think it's very lazy writing. I, yes. I think that... Oh, Again, making everything connected in a way that it didn't necessarily... Yeah, happen. and I know that's what they're going for, but as God soon as it, that... You guys are right. I'm turning around. You guys are turning me around. I didn't yeah, like I didn't I, like the fact that she was his daughter. I thought that was stupid, and I thought that the way that she was his daughter was stupid. Although I did think it was funny when he said, like, I've never given myself to a woman or however yeah, he yeah. phrased it. Ozymandias I, I, don't fuck. Yeah, Ozymandias <laughs> on the don't fuck side of things. <laughs> I really do think it sucks that... Lady True is even in here. Like again, yes. like like they they yep. they really wasted an opportunity here for like mm-hmm. a really good story. And like Adrian doesn't need to be here. Doctor Manhattan doesn't even need to be Not here. Really. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like this whole like this whole end conclusion is so dumb and unnecessary. And I fucking hate it. Every as much as I like to see them to a certain extent, just because I'm a fan of the book and the characters. It would have been better for their presence to just be like a memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what kills me though is I love the whole Lord of the Manor substory until the end, and then it makes it completely pointless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, one of my favorite bits about the entire series has really no fucking meaning. No. Yeah, it's just such a disappointing conclusion. Yes. And it and doesn't. I think it's supposed to be this together with the American Hero story is sort of supposed to be the Tales of the Black Freighter yeah. of the show. But it doesn't mirror what's happening in the main story the way that Tales of the Black Freighter did in the book. Yeah, right. it's like a different thing, but then we don't even see it ever again. It, it's just like every other like conclusion. We don't get one or it's dis- disappointing. Yeah. And it's not in a disappointing way where an Alan Moore would you know, be like, well... I did it again. I made you feel like <laughs> shit at the end of this. It's No, I made you mad. Yeah. Like, I, want, I made yeah. you sad. I want to throw something at you guys. Because um, I'm getting freshly into feeling the same way you guys <laughs> so you guys have marinated on this a second longer than I have um, how how much of what you're feeling is motivated by dissatisfaction as a finale or wrap up of the show versus the finale of a ra- of um, a sequel to the book if that makes any sense like if you looked at the show in a contained way would you feel as much dissatisfaction about how it ends narratively? Hundred percent. Yeah. That's why okay. I. That's why I really am like kind of kind of bummed Sarah can't be here because when I talked to her about it, I was like, "What did you think?" And she goes, "I really liked it." And I was like, "Yeah, why?" And she was like, "Well, it all wrapped up really nicely. I love the ambiguity. I love you know all this." And I was just like. Oh, she doesn't know. <laughs> oh, she doesn't know why I fucking hate that. This. Was kind of my takeaway like, at first too. Yeah. Was that like I, after a certain point, which I imagine was probably around the introduction of Doctor Manhattan, kind of started like, I'm gonna separate the these two things in my head. Even though clearly you need to know elements of the first story for this to kind of, you know, get some element of satisfaction or you know answers to questions. Um, that I just kind of was like, I'm looking at this as its own contained story that's a tv show and i at the time i mean i'm still kind of like thinking on it now as we're talking about it maybe i'll change my opinion down the road but i did kind of feel almost similarly that it was like in the structure of this show that like it ended in a place that sort of made sense and i when i when i thought about it as just a standalone sure I was like, there's a lot of unresolved... Maybe like, not the very, very, very end, but like uh, uh, the, when, whole, the episode as a total. When I thought about <laughs> the whole show, even with the ending and everything else included, mm-hmm. and I was like, what did I think about this? 
I was like, there's a lot of unresolved Chekhov's guns. Like, they never fired. There's a lot of, like, what happened to Looking Glass? What, where did he go? Mm-hmm. Like, he was a central point of this of this whole fucking show. And what do you he, mean? He went into no. a, a final cliche is what he did. Yeah. What, what he, like, he become, <clears throat> what, what, what is his ultimate fate? Like, he... Well, he hits Adrian in the head with a wrench. Yeah, it doesn't Oh, yeah, that's it. And he's then involved he with arresting him. Yeah, and then he, he, yeah, he doesn't get any kind of final, like, finality with his character. Like, he does get his yeah. big character moment, but he doesn't get anything else. No. Like, Angela doesn't get anything else. Lori really doesn't get anything yeah, Lori else. Yeah, gets completely shafted. Which I have a huge issue with that too because well let me just back up for one second the whole thing with senator keen and his stupid monologue and then stripping down into those fucking thong <laughs> underwear oh, i, I was it. oh my god i was that so was a upset. callback i was okay with it was so bad it was so stupid that's the point he overtook true yes okay yeah <laughs> do me a favor ask me how i felt about it No, no, really. So, a nerd, uh, how did you feel about that? Not great, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Back to you. (laughs) Not great, Bob. Wow. It works on so many levels. It works on so many levels. Oh, my God. You're such a dork. I love it. You don't even even know, I don't think. What do I not know? Have you ever watched Mad Men? Yeah. Uh, So, he was the character. Of Bob in what was it season six? I don't remember what Whatever. season it was. So there's like this one of my favorite sections or scenes from that whole series is when Pete Campbell's in an elevator with Bob and he's just like trying to be nice, like, "Hey, Pete, how's it going?" And what his mom had just been declared dead or something yeah. like that. So he just looks at Bob. He's like, "Not great, Bob." <laughs> just the line delivery is just it's so, so fucking, good, so fucking. I good. I love and hate Pete Campbell so much. <laughs> he's so fucking good. I and I like that actor who plays. Oh, he's oh yeah, no, Joe he's, Keen. Yeah, I do like him, yeah. but oh my god, those that yep. stripped down. And whatever a white man isn't making anymore in America, so oh I figure I'll God. go blue. Yeah, I, it, that's the kind of rhetoric that I love that they like kind of sprinkled in, where it's just like, oh, these are the racists. Like this is this is what racists are saying now. Like this is this is the rhetoric they're using right now. And yeah, gonna, and I did appreciate that, that, but it just some of his dialogue was so ridiculous. And I know felt that they really, s- I knew they really say ridiculous things, yeah. but it just felt so super villainy. I legitimately yeah. had that same conversation with somebody. Just two days ago, like like the whole like we're being replaced by was he in the thong? No, <laughs> that's what I was wasn't. wondering too, Bob. Thank you. No, he wasn't. But I I had to explain. How do to you him know? Metaphorically. Oh yes, he could have been. I guess. I guess he could have been. But I don't if, know. Probably I like I Confederate flag thong. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that against the flag code or something? <laughs> the flag I don't know. code. It's patriotic. Dude, we can burn flags. The there fucking, is no like. If you're wearing the biggest loser fucking flag, yeah, you might want to make it fucking underpants and run it through your <laughs> shitty ass crack, you dumbass. <laughs> Fuck you. (laughs) If you're going to wear a Confederate flag thong, yeah, you're doing it right. (laughs) Make sure you don't wipe. Can I introduce you to my Uncle Ray? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I got you. (laughs) I I just don't think I can say enough bad things about this episode. It's just, to me, it's beyond bad. And let me just get to the end. Did anyone else at least like the interaction between her and her grandfather? Well, yes, that was nice. Yes. I at least in the like theater, that. yeah. Yes, oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I thought that was actually really, really no, good. That yeah, was, was good. Really this awesome. episode, no, it wasn't one hundred percent. No, bad, I know. But they're, they're, they all have good moments. But this episode, just to me, it's just easy to it be. It felt so flat, and there was just a lot of 
serious issues with it for the character. And, of course, the end end. Um, <laughs> Hang, on. Hang on. I'm sorry. Oh. To answer Andrew's question about as a, as a writer, mm-hmm. as a reader, no. As a contained unit, like Zach was pointing out, so many things were unresolved. And not in a make up your own mind kind of way. Just right. like, oh, yeah, we forgot that was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the great mystery of Luba, dude. Yes, for example. I told you I have that answer. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes and no. It's yes like, and it's no. It's like how they said that like Emperor Palpatine's a fucking clone. Like, yeah. Like, yes. You should have said that in the fucking movie. Exactly. <laughs> like, and and there, it was just, again, like we talked about Dean Koontz's novel. It's like they got to the last and they went, oh, fuck, we're running out of time. And they just threw out whatever, you know, word vomit they could come up. No, as a, as a even as a, a separate entity. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Mm-hmm. It ruined. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. It ruined those yeah. last two episodes. Uh, yeah, I, episode I just want to make sure, and not that you guys weren't entitled to that perspective anyway, but hypothetically, I wondered how much of it was fueled by, you know, our love for the book and those characters and seeing them presented in a way that we didn't necessarily feel made sense. I, I just want to make sure. I think sure. that's a separate uh, hatred. Actually. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know honestly how I would feel if I had never read the book. I don't know. I sure. can't. I can't answer that because, so, like I said, I have a I very... I still feel like the very, very, very end is dumb I, in either way. I think this, the way I explained it to everybody else, even Andy, who loved that show. Sure. And uh, the way I explained the show is it's a great show and you're going to really love it if you don't like analyzing your content. <laughs> if you don't like going into deep dives and really like trying God to figure out what you want to do. That happens. You love it. And you, if you're just like, oh, oh, it's a shiny and a blue man, and there's, oh my god, the guy uh-huh. has lube all over his body. Okay, wait, wait, is, now, this a, is this like, Arrested Development? Yes. <laughs> but where did the lube come recently. from? Like, <laughs> that, I think I blew myself too early. Yeah. <laughs> I think I blew myself too early. Oh, uh, yeah. But, uh, Crossovers. I, if you don't like to analyze what you consume, you're gonna love this show because there's so much like spectacle and it's like very pretty. It's pretty, and there's like a bunch of action man. Stuff I feel a little and... insulted right now because I actually, <laughs> I actually kind of did end up doing that. I think around like episode seven, I think maybe where mm-hmm. just I was enjoying a lot of it, and then at a certain point, I kind of was still liking it, but it was I noticed myself kind of more like clicking into that mode of just kind of like. And I hate saying it this way. Just enjoying it, not thinking about it, man. Yeah, you're, well, you're the thing is, by that point, it had yeah. won you over. Right. Mm-hmm. It started yeah. on such a solid foundation. You were all there I, for I think it. I gave it that credit or that break because I think of that. I felt yeah. the same way to the last yeah. episode. And then I started thinking back and going, no, no, hold on. Problems this this started before. unraveling way before this. Yeah. yeah. So, no, it's the same way. It, it sucks you in because even the last episode is still pretty. It's still filmed well. There's right. still good aspects of it, but it just doesn't complete it doesn't, doesn't pay off yeah. no and the very ending of it um which, with the egg okay i was gonna say which part because i hated both parts of the ending what, the, what part are you talking about the the, <laughs> the raining frozen squids oh yeah. oh yeah i forgot okay. about that like what the fuck i oh my well the, God. the issue i had Rerun. with that the issue <laughs> i had with that was that it didn't it wasn't consistent you know he talks about how it's he's gonna create these like you know tiny projectiles are gonna be like bullets or whatever and it's gonna you know, and it destroys the Millennium Clock, and it and it kills Lady True and whatever. And then you see Angela. I think it's Angela running with like a 
box. <laughs> like a box on her head, and it's protecting her, even yeah. though this thing just brought down this yeah. clock made out of metal. People were safe in yeah. cars, too. And then when you, like, take a step back, when you just, like, go, okay, so what is the situation here? We have the Millennial Clock, which is a complex piece of human engineering, right? And we have these tiny fucking frozen squids, and they're raining fast enough, and and they're hard enough to bring this down so we have to rain frozen squids to beat the true enemy save the town true enemy yeah it's like not only that when they were when they were visiting the millennial clock when they were investigating the car theft they talked about how it was anything shy of a direct nuclear nuclear blast blast that it would survive and it's like what like but but some chilled calamari will take it the fuck out think about the squids it's like the titanic you know it's unsinkable yeah (laughs) Except how do you think the unthinkable with an iceberg? (laughs) (laughs) No, the egg thing was well, the squid thing was just stupid. I do actually want to ask, please. So you guys have all voiced your displeasure for the character of Lady True, yes, Um, (laughs) once or twice. I liked her outfit. Yeah, I wanted her to be more. I I was going to say, like, I I, did too. I think part of me was I don't want to say like upset but like kind of conflicted about the way that she died because like I think maybe I kind of wanted more from her but also it was just kind of unfortunate that like there was elements of what she was saying and doing that I was like I can sympathize with that I Um, could see her gaining those powers though as being instantly bad (laughs) no of course of course but it just felt weird that it's like this is the person that's blowing away all the racists and then it's like but she's also a bad guy yeah (laughs) they were just a tool she wasn't doing that because they were racist she wasn't like we need to get rid of this they were just i think they were in the way i think when i think about it i just go like if somebody said yeah and the villain is crushed by their own uh, machine and the good guys had this really ingenious thing to freeze squid and rain it down I'd be like, are you talking about a fucking Disney movie? Like, yeah. are you talking yeah. about a Disney Channel movie? Like, <laughs> is this like, is cloudy this... with a chance of meatballs? Yeah, is this cloudy like some with a chance of calamari? Fucking... Yeah, like, what is this? And then it's like, oh no, the this Japanese is the Watchmen movies. spinoff fucking HBO show? You yeah. are kidding me. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, sorry. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. And then we get to the egg, and I was... When this episode ended, I felt so... I didn't even... I, Empty. I, we didn't even talk about it. Mm. I was just like, I gotta think about that for a while. I don't... See, I was just like, okay, what the fuck else is on HBO? I'm done. Yep. Like, Make millions. Yep. <laughs> I, I guess... Okay, so let me just say, I want to run through these really quick, because I have, like, you know, the good being, like, the feel of the world. Are we not going to talk about the end? Or no, we're going to... We'll talk about okay. that, because I'm getting okay. into that when I get I into the I also want to hear about Lube Dude, because... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> um, I got to get something out of this. <laughs> no, okay, okay, wait, no. Let's just wait. Let's talk about the end, yes, and then I'll, yeah. I'll go. I'm sorry. Okay. So, you know, the end... Of course, the egg, we get the callback to Dr. Manhattan can transfer his powers into organic material, which I feel like he's been doing that for a while. Those you know? are some powerful waffles. Um, <laughs> I, I, that's not what I meant, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Wow. While we're already off track, I just want to say <laughs> that I wanted a lot more from for Angela. I yes. got really yeah. attached to her yeah. character, and I was so disappointed in how her arc and the arc of her grandfather just completely fell flat. It did. And, you know, they have this kind of Im- ambiguous conversation at the end about how Dr. Manhattan could have done more, and yeah, we all know that, whatever. And then she, you know, she remembers a conversation with the egg and picks up, 
you know, cleans up the eggs and finds the one unbroken egg and goes and decides that this must be or could be, I should say, um, this could have the power in it. So she goes outside and really without thinking about it for very long at all, eats it and goes to step on the pool. And obviously it ends in sort of an inception type ending Mm -hmm. where we don't know if she gained the powers or not. But one of the things I want to say is we do. We do. We do. What do you what do we know? If she gained his power, she would already know. She would. Well, she would, I feel like yes, that's. I she would. Get... She would already sense time the way he did from there on forward, and she would. It, I there feel would be like no gaining. Test. Okay, I feel like gaining she powers. Have to, like digest the egg first. I have questions. So get to your stomach. At That'd least. be great. She steps on the water, falls through. She's at the bottom, going, "Well, shit, that didn't work." And all of a sudden, boom, she's blue. <laughs> I'm fucking Smurfette. <laughs> First of all, I feel like if you if you gained these powers, you would you wouldn't necessarily need to step out on the pool to prove it to yourself. I feel like you would know. But the my other point that I was going to make is that I feel like giving these powers to her for a lot of reasons is a terrible idea because John lost his <clears throat> humanity. He lost his ability to connect with people. Angela has three fucking children to raise. <laughs> <laughs> nope, Will does now. <laughs> so long-term solution that one. <laughs> you know, and, and everything we know about John shows that his experience with the powers was—I mean, yeah, he was powerful, but it was never really a good thing for him. No. What they should have done instead was have the egg crack open and kind of do like a baby Groot type thing. Where <laughs> it's Dr. Manhattan. He's just fucking dancing along to some Michael Jackson. With little blue afraid. baby dingus hanging out. <laughs> so that was my main issue is like, this is a terrible idea. What's to say she's not going to go into the same issue just because she's aware that this could become a problem doesn't right. mean that she's immune to it. Especially she was fairly uh, impetuous and uh, angry for most of it, too. That's not a good situation. So angry, I guess God. that's my feeling on it. Is oh, that so we're back to that. <laughs> whether or not she gained the powers, I mean, is sort of irrelevant. Just the idea of her having powers like that, or any human, mm. is just a terrible idea. She's very impulsive. She's very angry. She sees the world in shades of black and white. Having absolute power on top of that well, is... Well, how much did I agree John's with you, personality but I, I bleed into Dr. Manhattan? Didn't he just become a new being entirely? Like, would her personality matter in that But the thing power? is, is Cal, when he had the thing in his head and didn't have... Dr. Manhattan's powers, he was able to live as a semi-functioning human being from what we see. I'm glad you said semi because that that was my thought before we figured out that. The whole time I'm like, he is the most fucking vanilla character. (laughs) Honey, I'm going to take this gun and run out of the house and like kill people. Okay. (laughs) There's nothing vanilla about how he was fucking her. Well, (laughs) She was fucking him. Let's be real. (laughs) But I mean, he There's never left the house. He so, didn't work. I mean, she's running around doing all that. And he's just like, okay, see you when I see you. Yeah, she like slaps a gun in his hand. He's like, see. He was like the most Stepford like, husband ever. Yes. Like, the of <laughs> yes. So maybe that's her plan. She puts a little thingy in her forehead. She's fine. Maybe. Yeah, that'll work. Well, then why not just not eat the egg? <laughs> I think. I think. Because somebody's got to have the powers. That's the, true. The part that pissed me off. I'm not off saying that's it. a good idea. That's just my thought. <laughs> she could have flushed it, and that would have been the origin story of the Ninja Turtles. <gasps> that's better than my idea. 
I was thinking like super rat, but like, all right. At least the origin I was story. Say, I feel of like this is super alligator. Like yeah. somebody flushes yeah, their pet alligator. alligator and just, just comes <laughs> busting out. And, <laughs> and then to tie into DC Comics, it's Killer Croc. Yeah, it's actually Killer Croc. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I was going to say the, the most disappointing thing is that it, it is ambiguous. Like, like I don't leave me with that. Like, don't leave me, especially with that cliffhanger. That is so was, stupid. I just, I, like like, I, said, I can't buy that it is ambiguous because you can't convince me that she wouldn't instantly know. Yeah, but the it, rest of the writing is so shitty that I absolutely believe that they would try and sell you on that shit. Yeah, and that's the thing. Okay, they like, would try to sell seemed, me, but you, they wouldn't. It seemed way too honest. Like, it, it seemed way too, like, oh, look, we're doing a, we're doing the thing. We're doing the, the cliffhanger thingy. Look, look. It's yeah. just like... No, this this isn't satisfying. Like the, you have to do this right. Yeah. You have to set this up right. You have to give me. Good I'm not payoff. sure what's better though. Like the payoff where you know she steps on and she's standing on the water and then suddenly she's you know has all the powers because she See, just realized it. What I really wanted was for her to step on the water and stand there for a second and then just go. <laughs> <laughs> just all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that egg was just an egg. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from this show uh, is maybe this is why white people shouldn't write stories that involve race because it was it was awesome stuff but then narratively it just became unimportant yeah yes like there's that awesome exchange in the very first like like with the cop and he's trying to get the gun it was like window dressing instead of like the actual story and that's kind of annoying me now yeah yeah Yeah. it's like there's so many great moments of like like these callbacks to like you know the the racial issues going on at the time and then and then there's then i just think about it i'm like oh yeah it just got lost so lost up its own yeah you you, i noticed that a little bit when you were talking about it now i'm like more mad about it yeah that's kind of exactly yeah. how all of this like how i kind of arrived at my my final assessment of this of this show was just like oh like yeah that part sucked yeah i didn't like the ending yeah i don't like the other part of the ending it was just it, it slowly crept up on me for real like i just kind of yeah i'm just kind of like now building up more and more anger because it's like <laughs> it, it left the, me the, really st- frustrated. the story it left itself, me very frustrated yeah, in a lot yeah. of ways though can we start over we all have different opinions yes now. we gotta we gotta start over <laughs> i want this show i want to go over it real quick just like you know the good which i have yeah. is like the feel of the world yes. the world building 100 percent. Lori. yes yeah, that's oh. great um just characters in general, for the most part, at first at least, being f- fleshed out, realistic. You know, the world is lived in, the story is engaging, the writing is most of the time excellent. I also think the nine episodes is um, an attempt or a nod to the nine panels, maybe, of the, maybe. the nine fair. panel grid. That That's could fair. be a reach. Yeah, maybe. Um, the bad. Uh, oh. Well, why would John say he was going to create life in another universe, only just go to Europa and make clones with really no free will or no? Just un, you know, that's not really making life. And then just to, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> to well, play, this is boring. Bye. Okay. To devil's advocate, that again though, John at that point didn't understand humanity anyway. Mm-hmm. That's true. So he is creating kind of his version of humanity. We're all kind of colorless, robotic beings anyway. So that's maybe okay. it's a bit of a stretch. And, and they but do maybe. kind of show their backstory that it was like a, a moment where he really felt in touch with humanity and was shown kindness and the things that he thought were good about humans. Yes. But then he forgot about the fact that he didn't make those people. He just made people that looked like them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, I feel like subduing Ozymandias would be way harder than just a wrench to the head real quick from behind because even though he's older in the book, we see like, you know, he sees like the reflection in like a bowl of Dan and Rorschach sneaking up on him and he turns around and 
not that, you know, obviously he's much older now, but I feel like this was just too easy. I kind of had that thought, too, actually. But and it was a like, one-liner, which just pissed me off instantly. And I was going to say, like, it kind of had me thinking about that, but in a different way that I didn't like it, where he actually did become that serial villain for a second. He's like, are you serious? I saved Earth again. You're going to fucking, like, mm-hmm. I'm the smartest. And then just got clocked out. But, like, the fact that he was monologuing in a way that, like, yeah. he was all just, like, before, like, I wouldn't do that unless I knew I was winning. Fuck you. And it just seemed kind of weird that he would do that in that instance and have it be a distraction, essentially. Yeah. Also, a weird thing for me, for me in particular to have an issue with is that Lori handles the teleportation just fine. Oh, yeah. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Yeah. That's where I was at, actually. In the the books? In the books, it makes her sick every every single time. Oh, oh, to get to the thing, and then, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gets teleported twice, and uh, Looking Glass is sick from it in the show, but Lori's fine, which, I mean, whatever. I'm not complaining, because, you know, I'm not really a huge fan of seeing people throw up in movies. It really stresses me out. Yes. I feel that it's just not right for the character, and what, does she, like, grow out of it? I mean, it well, it's definitely not canon then. It's not canon because Lori doesn't throw up. No, also, I mean, you can grow up on emotion sickness. She's fine. That's true. Sorry, I also have a huge issue with the fact that Lori and John spent like, what, 20 years together in the book? Mm-hmm. And she sees him and barely elicits a reaction. Yeah, and she's mm-hmm. like thirsting after him. Like, she just so looks hard. at him and goes, John? And that's it, really. Yeah, she just has, like, the mega thirst, and then she's just like, <gasps> yeah, I don't fucking care. Yeah, so, it doesn't affect her really in any way. Yeah. Then she's on Karnak, and everything's fine. She's not asking about him. She's not worried about him. You know, they were together for a long time. She's carried a torch forever, and it barely affects her to see him again. That is just lazy writing to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Boo. Yeah. Um, Lady True got way too uh, cliched schlocky, just clunky dialogue. As we keep talking about different characters, I'm wondering if there was just one or two too many that kind of took away from more growth for others, like with Lori, who kind of got lost in the shuffle, and same with, like, any of the other central characters by, like, fleshing out, like, Lady True, for example. Uh, I'm wondering if that kind of contributed to that. I feel like we should have even either gotten more from Lady True or maybe combined Lady True and Ozymandias somehow into, like, one character. Or, like... Not Ozymandias, but you know what I mean? Like, the things that happened to those characters. Yes, I would have really appreciated if they would have just gotten rid of all the original characters. I didn't I, mind Lori's no, presence. No, Lori's so presence. But I feel like yeah, it, no, it went on but, too long. It did. She didn't but, need to be in there. At no. The end. Yeah, yeah, she didn't need to be there. And like you know, if she would have showed up for a little bit, and then I'd be like, all right, cool, my investigation's done. Or even if she wasn't even there, it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter if she's there. Like all these original store original characters right now, like or like the the new original characters, I guess, like the original for this, but. They need to be here. We don't, I don't fucking mm-hmm. care about. No, you know. I think Lori would have been better in like two episodes. Yeah, yeah like sure. a second. Yeah, and Adrian could have stayed on Europa. He didn't need to come down. No, no, we didn't. We didn't need really. But then also, then what was his point at all? Exactly. Then he doesn't need to be here. You'd have well, to. You'd have to change a lot I of did, elements of the story to kind of make that. I did enjoy work. a lot of his story, but yeah, it wasn't it, really it was important. Pointless. Yeah, he should have yeah. just stayed in Karnak. We basically followed him through the entire series just to have him rain down frozen squid. That that was literally his purpose. And yeah. then get knocked in the head. Yeah, he yeah. he's his own MacGuffin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's uh yeah, he was very pointless. 
So, and then the two things that I hated, one I've already brought up, which was, you know, Keen putting on the Dr. Manhattan thong and saying, let's get blue, just was painful <laughs> to watch. I'm embarrassed for that actor, for whoever wrote that line. I'm embarrassed for everyone who was in that scene. It was just yeah. terrible. Um, for his mama. <laughs> yeah, for everybody. I uh, was proud of my boy till that. That guy's family. Oh, my God. The other thing is that, well, we have. A, I had a lot of issues with the whole Dr. Manhattan thing. Anyway, but the the look of it was it's so, so bad. bad. It's so fucking bad. I like th- when he comes back for the first time and like like and it shows him. I'm like, eh, that's not bad. I and remembered like, something in the cage. I was just like, it he was looked it was awful. Tobias Funke. It really yeah. was. It was absolutely. So I <laughs> forgot that um, before I started watching the show, I accidentally did get another spoiler uh, in the form of like I was. Sending, trying to send a gift to someone and like you know how when you open up the thing it just kind of shows you like a yeah. set of popular ones already to go oh. there was one of Dr. Manhattan making the uh, the waffles or some shit or whatever and I saw it and then I was I just kind of like blocked it out of my mind to try to be like okay maybe this is something else maybe it was like from some it's a like comedy show thing <laughs> yeah. and then when um, I was starting to watch the show and they were talking about the American hero story my brain remembered that and I was like oh that's just some weird shitty ass depiction of the character within that show because it's clearly just like some cheap yeah, yeah. cheaply made Oof. television show he, not an actual depiction of the real Dr. Uh-huh. <laughs> he looked like fucking Megamind oh my god you're so right <laughs> it was Mega dick. (laughs) And also, somebody on Reddit compared him to Handsome Squidward, and it made me laugh so hard. Oh my fucking god. God damn it. Now I'm never going to not see that. Thanks, Esther. (laughs) (laughs) This was almost how much Andrew laughed about being called Aner right there. (laughs) Oh my god. But yeah, the Dr. Manhattan makeup was so bad. It looked like a guy in body paint. I mean, that's what it was, but that's how it looked. It looked fucking terrible and if I don't understand why it looked so bad if Zack Snyder can make a movie that is okay with a beautiful looking Dr. Manhattan he looks amazing well I mean the glow and everything the look of him in the movie looks looks good the the other CGI in the show was kind of hit or miss to be honest like apparently the reflecto whatever was CGI yeah Yeah. I thought that looked great that was amazing yeah Yeah, I love that first scene of him in like the circle thing yeah and the (laughs) racist detective that's a great scene yeah and he's just and he's like have you ever been and he's or do you associate with yeah and it made made his mask look like the Rorschach mask I love that that's so cool and that's CGI that is CGI that's so crazy yeah. No, there was some great CGI, but yeah, Doctor Manhattan looked Ooh. like shit. I think they they used all of their budget on the mask. <laughs> you ever see those like awful um, like children's videos on YouTube that are basically just like content farms for like clicks and stuff? I know of them. And like, there's the one, and it's like do 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 crocodile do do do, and it's like just awful like crappy animation that. That's what that is. Like that's that is this version of Watchmen. Is, is I feel like bad. I feel like, like Doctor Manhattan is the kind of person or character rather that like you either do great or don't do it all. Yes. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. both in terms of like character development, but also visual presentation. 
So if if it came to that point where like, oh, we're not gonna really be able to do more than paint this fucking guy, <laughs> then, uh, then maybe they should have just like reconsidered. Yes, absolutely. Hundred percent. Yeah. To the actor, how do you feel about being painted blue? <laughs> like your penis specifically, everything on your body, <laughs> like the head, the balls, all of it is just gonna be blue. You got you got the you got that extra skin. That too. That too. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Let's go. And we're going to have to shoot it all at once because we only have one can of blue paint. So, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's that's where the budget went. So, yeah. Th- it would have been so funny if there was just, like, blue handprints all over <laughs> <laughs> It would have been, like, excellent foreshadowing. Too. Like, yeah. I don't even know that there's going to be a Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Who got the peanut butter? <laughs> There's blue handprints on this. What the fuck happened? Did Just he howl with his hand? <laughs> no, Doctor Manhattan ruined everything. In yeah, this. I kind of he doesn't need to. Be I kind there. of agree with yeah. that now, actually, Ooh. especially for me. Not only just like the um, the poorness of execution with the the visual presentation of it, but also just how it narratively distracted away from the awesome elements of the show. Well, yes. I I feel like they're doing fan service with Doctor Manhattan also because they were like, you can't make a Watchmen show without. Having Fuck showing, you. yes, you can. You just need the idea. Yes, the presence exactly. of him in the background. Yeah. yeah, yes. Like if you maybe left the idea that maybe he was the guy that like sent that car down on Lori, yeah. that would've been enough. Yep. Yeah. Just or conceptually, the the constant thought that it might anything might be any little nudge, any little clue, any little action might be. It's right. Just, oh, that would have been brilliant. It's like Jaws, you know. It just became better because they weren't able to show it as much. And it was way left, scarier before your we imagination. saw it. Yeah, and most things are, I think. So. Yeah, that's yeah. the best part of horror, any kind of suspense or thriller, is you don't see it. You well, don't ever show it. And that's the other it. thing about the graphic novel. There's so many things that aren't shown explicitly that you have to fill in with your mind, and you take it to that scariest place for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the consensus here, um, now that we're coming to the end, is that. We all loved it until we didn't. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's literally how I describe it. I, I loved it, then liked it, and now talking about it more, <laughs> I I kind of saw your guys' points and realized that, that was more, not that you changed my mind necessarily, but it just kind of like made me realize I had some of those same thoughts as well, but I just kind of like pushed them to the side, and it felt good to kind of talk through all of that. I especially feel it's important with stuff that does involve like, depictions of like race and class in America yeah. you know that stuff you got to handle pretty delicately. delicately and the fact that I'm feeling more and more right now that it just kind of ended up being like a way to make this story stand out and also have those important emotional resonating moments only to then just be like that's not what this is actually about now now it's yeah. about fucking mm-hmm. a Whatever. couple that didn't need to exist it, and it, all that shit it was just like oh now i'm like and more be, mad and about frozen it frozen squids raining from the sky and, and, yeah. yeah it sucks so bad because yeah the, the the core of that show is so amazing it's so like uh, no i can't think of another play, like show that does that like that does it that hard yeah that does what that had no. to say that hard and i was no, like the wire does not go. do that what the wire does not do that <laughs> when it was good it was really good it was amazing and when and it, it was bad it was horrible and it, and it sucks so bad that it dropped the ball just like that close to the finish line because it was just exactly. like exactly i really wanted that to just like really have that emotional resonance where it's like no the racist didn't win and lady true can fucking suck a 
frozen squid. Well, it's like, like, I feel like it could have been left so ambiguous still where maybe Angela kills some of the seventh cavalry, but then one guy gets away or whatever, and it leaves it open to like whatever to be more realistic. I mean, there's just so many other ways that they could have ended it. It's yeah. kind of funny that like for a long time, like dramatic television was kind of default to like 22 or 24 episodes. And then, you know, you realize that a lot of that involves fluff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So then eventually within the quote golden age of television, you see a lot of dramas or even great comedies kind of reduce themselves to a more clean, like 10 or 12 episode mm-hmm. thing. And it's, it's kind of funny because like this TV show would kind of almost fit within that category. You'd think initially going in, but it actually still had too much content to it. If it was six episodes mm-hmm. might've been better. And a lot of those yep. excessive things, like maybe some characters or some plot points were taken out. This would have been fucking phenomenal why not wait how many yeah so we had nine it was nine episodes yeah it was like six six yeah that Mm would have been probably perfect or alternatively maybe if they went up to 15 and actually extended and completed some of the storylines either way yeah yeah, you're right it was not in the sweet spot so yeah now we're at the end here and we're all sad on that note do we want to give an overall grade to the series i give uh, my overall grade i think i'm going to give a b i think that's fair c minus (laughs) <laughs> wow! So yeah. that last episode really pulled it down for him. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with Zach on this one. Yeah, C minus. Yeah. Okay, okay, plus. B yeah. minus. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with a B because I I loved Angela. I loved the parts of her story oh, that were good. So good. What about Loop, dude? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit. Oh, let me talk. Yeah. Okay, so maybe this will turn around. <laughs> yeah. No, it won't. Oh no, <laughs> the Pedipedia. Yeah. The last entry in the Pedipedia talks about. Agent Dale Petey being fired from the bureau. <gasps> I did actually read that one. And then they they clean out his office and they find several large bottles of cooking oil. Oh, I forgot about that. So but it was, again, it doesn't make it better because it still serves no, no still fucking purpose. Weird. It's still just there. I look yeah, at actually brought it down. I look at fucking nothing. I look at Lube Man. <laughs> I look at Lube Man as being the show's answer to what Hooded Justice was in the book. We never know Just who he is. Just a guy that... That's is. fucking stupid. No! <laughs> no, no, no. No. Not no. at all! <laughs> Lube, dude. Give me Lube Man's story. <laughs> Give me the spinoff. I need or it. Or cut him the fuck out. Or don't put him... And he served... I think it's time for you to use your fan fiction powers. Yeah, you need to write that. Give us lube, dude. Give us write lube that lube dude. dude story. Lube dude. Uh, lube dude. Lube dude. <laughs> the adventures taking of lube a weird dude. twist. <laughs> Do some weird shit like he fucking teams up with the doctor from <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> and then it'd be lube who? You know what? Yeah. I, I had a fucking moment, you guys. While you were all talking about other shit, I started thinking about those fucking telephone boxes and how they're fucking blue and the TARDIS is blue and it's a fucking telephone box and it's Dr. Manhattan. The wheels and are Dr. already spinning. And I was like, motherfucker. Just, just waiting for... <laughs> the wheels are already spinning. Oh, man. I love it. Like That's not Dr. Who, it's show. Dr. True. Oh, Fuck God. you. <laughs> Well, I was going to say some nice stuff where I thank everybody for us. Ozymandias <laughs> is the master. I do want to thank everybody for taking these weeks and these long hours of discussing, you know, a 35-year-old 
novel and an HBO series that ended up being ultimately disappointing. But yeah, I fucking paid fifteen dollars for that because I forgot to cancel my free trial. <laughs> hey man, Mister Show is on there. Just watch McMillions. Mr. Show. McMillions. McMillions. Watch the I don't want to do this monthly though. I already pay for a lot of streaming services. Watch know, the leftovers. When's, when's your so month? Good. I don't know, like the twentieth. Well, there you go. You got time. I think McMillions is six episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Thank you guys. Absolutely. I think it's been a. It's been a something. Who watches the Watchmen? It's been a sometimes ride. Yeah, don't watch the Watchmen. <laughs> 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 What's up?